Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You know the NFL is king when a trade for a third-string quarterback is the biggest story in sports. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. We're... Presented by Progressive Insurance. And Chris, you jumping out shooting EG, ain't you? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> a, a trade for a third string quarterback is at the head of the marquee, right? Is is front page news. And Chris, that's how I know the NFL runs everything. Well, I'm glad that we get to talk about the Dallas Cowboys because that means that we don't have to talk about my New York Yankees who have lost 12 of the last 14 games. Mm. And the insult to injury is the fact that the Rays said we don't make much of winning a series against the Yankees. They're a last-place team. So Ooh, disrespectful. About as disrespectful as Jerry Jones trading for a third-string quarterback without telling his starting quarterback. Mm, okay, yeah, let, let's get into that. Now, here's the, the – how often – and you you played, so you, I expect you to know this thing. How often does the starter get notified when a third-string quarterback, a practice squad quarterback, is being brought on? To my knowledge, not very often. Now, I will say this. I'm not familiar with the inner workings of quarterback rooms and the dynamics between them and the front office. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have to to preface my comments with that. But when the Dallas Cowboys make a move like they did this past weekend, I, I don't understand why everyone is so up in arms about them improving the talent level in their quarterback room. Because their quarterback room prior to Friday was Dak Prescott, Cooper Rush, and Will Greer. Nobody's going to sit here and argue that Will Greer is a better player or a better project or prospect than Trey Lance. From a Mm -hmm. talent standpoint, the NFL is telling you what they think of both players. I mean, think about it. Trey Lance is a draft bust, a guy that was taken with the third overall pick, a guy that that, that, that the 49ers traded three first-round picks to get, and even as a draft bust, a team was willing to trade a fourth-round pick for him. I mean, nobody has ever thought as highly about Will Greer as they think about Trey Lance, even after the disaster of what has been the last couple of years in San Francisco. So I just think from that standpoint, we have to view this move by the Dallas Cowboys as an opportunity to upgrade the talent level in the quarterback room. But we can't be ignorant to the fact that this does have long-term ramifications for Dak Prescott and what happens with him moving forward. Now, let's hear from Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott on the whole trade for Trey Lance. I think uh, had we been able to uh, draft him with next year's four, the kind of talent he was in this draft, like I just told you two years ago, we were looking at a Philadelphia quarterback, I'm not going to call any names, but looking at him. Uh, had he fallen to us there, we would have drafted him. Uh, it is our plan when we can, but it very seldom happens to have someone of a, of a, a high enough quality to be there at the right place with our draft pick. Uh, this one worked. 
and so we're excited. I can't say that I necessarily expected it, no. I understand that that's business. I understand that they're probably on a timeline. They need to get something done, and as I said, he felt like that strengthened this team. To be honest with you, I'm not surprised by anything anymore. been in this league eight years, been on this team. It's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. Chris, does this come across as maybe they're planting the seeds, Jerry Jones is planting the seeds of we will be at least considering replacing Dak Prescott soon? Oh, yeah, this is absolutely a hedge against Dak flopping again in the postseason or Dak Prescott wanting more money than we're willing to pay. We got to keep in mind that Dak Prescott has a $60 million cap hit in 2024, the final year of his contract. And so the Dallas Cowboys have got to be able to get something done. Now, they've made overtures toward Dak saying that they want to get him signed, but there hasn't been a lot of dialogue in the way of negotiating a contract. But there is a wide range in terms of what, people could view Dak Prescott as in terms of the caliber of player he is Mm -hmm. versus what Dak Prescott is going to ask for once his contract is up. So I guess that therein lies the rub in terms of trying to prepare for life after Dak. I don't think this is necessarily the Cowboys saying that Trey Lance is our end game or Trey Lance is the guy that we're moving to if Dak doesn't, you know, perform up to expectations this upcoming season. But I do believe that we can live in a world where Trey Lance is the bridge from Dak Prescott to what's next for the Dallas Cowboys at the QB spot. If Dak Prescott fails this year uh, in terms of getting them where he wants, where, where Jerry wants them to go, or Dak Prescott wants too much money, so I think we have to understand this is a part of the hedge that's going on with Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones in that front office, and they're also sending a message to Dak Prescott: We like you. But until you do more high-level winning, we're not going to give you more high-level contracts. Like, think about this. The top of the market for the quarterback position is $53 million a year. Right mm-hmm. now, Dak Prescott is making $40 million a year on his current deal. So there, there is a range of about $13, $14 million there where Dak Prescott could fall into. Now, where exactly on the spectrum that is for the Cowboys is probably contingent on how good the team does this year. But for Dak Prescott, we know based on the last negotiation he had with Jerry Jones that he wants the absolute top-of-the-market contract for quarterbacks regardless of what's happened on the field. So I think therein lies the rub for the Cowboys, and that's a part of the impetus to make this trade with the 49ers for Trey Lance. I know the contract has a a lot to do with it, but if I'm Dak, I'm looking at it like – I'm not threatened at all. <laughs> I'm not threatened at all. You know, like this is a this was a, a gentleman. I'm not taking shots at Trey Lance. I'm just I'm just laying out facts. He couldn't beat out Sam Darnold uh, for the second string, you know, uh, spot out there at the 49ers. So if I'm Dak, you're bringing in Trey Lance. Okay, come on. If you want to replace me, try it because the grass may seem greener on the other side and is and Dak has his warts but Dak's won a lot of games in the NFL and it's not easy to find guys that can win as many as Dak now does he have Super Bowls? No. Is he that uh, Pat Mahomes-level quarterback? No. But he's way better than anybody else they have on that roster. Well, I'll say this. A couple things. First of all, Dak, Dak is, in my, my opinion, a top 10 to 12 quarterback in the league. Right. Mm-hmm. But Dak Prescott has had some turnover issues the last couple of years, 35 turnovers in the last 31 games. But then also the last couple of years, he's missed 17 games. Yeah. So availability yeah. and mistakes at critical times in ball games, overall game management has been an issue for the quarterback and the head coach. 
So at some point, that's got to stop because that puts a ceiling on what this Cowboys team can be. And, E.G., if we're being honest about it, the Dallas Cowboys should be a title contender. The reason we don't look at the Cowboys as a title contender is because we don't trust the quarterback, we don't trust the head coach, and they're in the same division as the Philadelphia Eagles. That's it. Those are the reasons. Two out of three, there's something, you know, the people in Dallas have something to say about it. Like, they, they can change that based on their performance. But this Cowboys team, they have a top-flight defense, including a guy that might be the best defensive player in all of football. They've got weapons around Dak. They've got CeeDee Lamb. They've got Michael Gallup. They've got Brandon Cooks. They drafted a tight end in the second round. They've got a running back on the franchise tag in Tony Pollard. They drafted Deuce Vaughn. Like they, they've got weapons around their, that offensive line is built like a brick wall. They have yeah. all the requisite pieces to compete for a title. If the Cowboys fall short, what are we going to point to? We're going to point to the head coach, and we're going to point to the quarterback. And both of those individuals have been put on notice in various ways before we're going into 2023. Mark McCarthy behind closed doors and Dak Prescott with this Trey Lance trade. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. I wasn't surprised, nor do I think it's you know a, a diss or anything like that to Dak Prescott that they didn't let him know they were going to make this move. Now, uh, they didn't let Mike McCarthy know either. That I got a little bit of an issue with because this guy is not only your head coach, he's also your offensive coordinator. And when you bring in a quarterback um, to an offense – I would think you typically would not get his approval. I'm not saying you had to, you know, to, to get the okay from him, but I'm surprised they didn't at least go, hey, we're going to bring a guy in that's going to create a lot of noise initially because of who he is. I just want to let you know. I find that surprising. Well, I think McCarthy is out of benefit of the doubt with Jerry, right? Let, mm-hmm. Let's just call this what it is. The reason why McCarthy is the offensive coordinator is because he scapegoated Kellen Moore earlier on in the offseason. He went all in. He pushed his chips to the middle of the table and said, if I'm going to go down, if I'm going to get fired from the Dallas Cowboys, it's going to be my way. And I'm an offensive mind. I'm not going to let Kellen Moore subvert what I'm trying to do. So, cool. He's out of there. As far as Jerry is concerned, that's about as much say as Mike McCarthy is going to have when it comes to personnel. Remember now, Mike McCarthy – wasn't, wasn't clued in on this situation with Trey Lance, but Jerry Jones doesn't think Trey Lance is going to have a role with the Dallas Cowboys this upcoming season. So the yeah. owner is, in fact, telling us that this is not a move for 2023. This is a move for beyond 2023. And I'm not sure that Mike McCarthy nor Dak Prescott are going to be a part of that, so why the hell do I need to clue them in on it? Why, yeah. like, th- th- yeah. That's my point. It's just like I've, I've let Mike McCarthy know He's going to be on the hot seat. They moved on from Kellen Moore. Cool. I'm letting Dak Prescott know, hey, if you don't get it done this year, if you flop again in the playoffs, maybe Trey Lance ain't the answer. And I know for damn sure Cooper Rush over a full regular season ain't the answer. But at least I got options in terms of what my bridge can be in order to get to a quarterback that I think has the potential to be a future face of the franchise. But what we're not going to do is pay Dak Prescott 55 $56, 57000000 million a year, just depending on where the quarterback market lands after Joe Burrow. We're not going to pay him that kind of money for a guy that doesn't have success when it matters most in the postseason. And I think he, that's, that's what this move is kind of signaling to everybody involved. Like We like Dak Prescott, but there are levels to this. Mm-hmm. And if Dak Prescott doesn't get us to the level that we want to be at, then we are going to consider transitioning to another option. 
He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, and Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Coming up next, which team will make a Super Bowl winning move today? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. I'm not surprised by anything anymore. He's been in this league eight years, been on this team. It's hard to say that I was surprised, to be honest with you. Hey, tell Doc that, look, we like you, we love you, we think you're good at what you do, but we got somebody who might replace you one day. It is time for us to bring in Jeff Darlington. He covers the NFL for ESPN. Jeff, just your reaction to the uh, 49ers trading Trey Lance to the uh, to the Cowboys and doing it all for a fourth-round pick. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty multi-layered here. Uh, you know, the teams involved make it most interesting. The Cowboys, had they spent a fourth-round pick in the draft on a prospect uh, like Trey Lance with, you know, unforeseen potential, we probably wouldn't have batted an eye at it. Wouldn't have been that big of a deal. But because this is Trey Lance, the guy who the 49ers gave up so much for and we've heard so much about, obviously we sit here and wonder, uh, is Lance being brought into Dallas to threaten Dak Prescott? I think we all need to take a deep breath, though, and understand that Trey Lance based on Kyle Shanahan's assessment, a guy who knows quarterbacks better than anybody, isn't even capable of beating out Sam Darnold for a backup job and therefore should not be expected to beat out Dak Prescott in Dallas either. Yeah, Jeff, and, and, and Jerry Jones has intimated that Trey Lance is, is not going to have a significant role for the Cowboys on the field in 2023. 
So we, we all have to look at this as something uh, beyond this upcoming season. And to that mm-hmm. end, it feels like with Jerry Jones' comments that he's been preparing for life after Des- Dak Prescott for some time. He even mentioned that the Cowboys once upon a time were prepared to take Jalen Hurts, who's now quarterbacking a division know, rival. So what do you make of <laughs> the uncertainty around Dak Prescott's long-term future with the Cowboys? I mean, out of the same, out of the same, uh, the other side of, of the mouth of Jerry Jones, he's saying we got to pay Dak right away. We got to get this extension done for him. I, I, I can't really make a whole lot of sense of this because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I think we have to remember that too. I don't. I don't. I sit here and say I don't think that Trey Lance going to the Cowboys has anything to do with Dak Prescott's negotiations. It's not even the same class or tier of quarterback. But at the same time, then why did Dallas do it? I mean, Will Greer looked like a plenty capable, by the way, third-string quarterback, if you're even going to keep three. But they get rid of him to add Trey Lance and give up draft capital in the same time? To me, it doesn't make a lot of business sense. it doesn't even really send – I know uh, uh, we were talking about this on Get Up this morning, and we were kind of talking about whether this sends a message to Dak Prescott to step up. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't even know what kind of message it sends. That your job is threatened by a guy who couldn't beat out Sam Darnold or Brock Purdy? Uh, to me, I think it's all kind of weird. It's all tough to make sense of. That being said, I don't ultimately – let's put it this way. End of the day – I think this literally has zero bearing on the success or the failure of the Dallas Cowboys. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington on Greeny. And Jeff, just one more on this. I mean, seeing Dak Prescott's reaction to it on Friday, he seemed a bit surly, so to speak, in mm-hmm. terms of his overall tone uh, regarding the Cowboys making that decision. I, I get where you're coming from because Trey Lance is going to be number three on the quarterback depth chart. But if you're Dak Prescott, understanding that, why why is he in his feelings about the decision being made without being clued in? I sense the context there is Dak is pissed that they cut Will Greer, uh, the the quarterback who is in the in that room with them, and Dak has become very close with him. I think that Dak is just pissed that they would go make a what's what feels like a needless move to give up draft capital to cut a guy ultimately cutting a guy likely in Will Greer who, who he really had a strong connection with. Um, if that's the case, you know, give him being annoyed, staying up for his guy, and then I think everybody just needs to move on. To me, his comments were less about um, feeling like they added, you know, this isn't the Packers using a first-round pick on Jordan Love to clearly come in and potentially replace uh uh, Aaron Rodgers. This is more about um, the Cowboys adding depth at a position, though, that Dak Prescott saying, we have our quarterback room set. We're weeks before the season. What's even the point of this? Jeff, when a GM trades three first-rounders and a third mm-hmm. in, you know, yeah. in, in, for someone in the draft, he ends up being a third-round, <laughs> <a> third <laughs> I mean, a third-string quarterback, they usually cost them their job. Why? Yeah. Why hasn't it seemed like there's there's been a lot of scrutiny for John Lynch? Two words: Brock Purdy. Uh, I mean, the good fortune that this organization ran into by by not only I, I will call it fortune that they got Brock Purdy, but but also this is where Kyle Shanahan 
is, is best at, at, at developing a quarterback. And I think that that speaks volumes to where Trey Lance was at, that he was willing to get rid of him. But the scrutiny, I think, exists. The one thing I would say is that there was a lot of people in that organization who signed off on this, on, on, uh, on Trey Lance and that acquisition. And in the end, I'm sure Kyle Shanahan is second-guessing it because he second-guessed himself. Don't forget, after they made that trade for that pick, Kyle Shanahan was not sold on Trey Lance as the reason why they were making that trade. He still had his eyes on Mac Jones. Now, you could obviously say, well, look at Mac Jones. What has he turned into? We can play hindsight quarterback, Monday morning quarterback all day on this. Ultimately, though, the organization did fail in their evaluation of Trey Lance, and I would argue the reason that they're keeping their jobs right now is because they got so lucky that they drafted Brock Purdy with that final pick of last year's draft. Talking with ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington on Greeny. And, and Jeff, we're, we're, we're just a, over a couple of weeks away from the start of the NFL season, and I, I'm, just, I'm curious to get your take on what's going on with the holdouts Chris Jones in Kansas mm-hmm. City, Nikki Bosa in San Francisco, the hold in with Christian Wilkins in Miami. What, what's going on on those fronts, and, and which one of those guys is going to get a deal done with their team first? Yeah, it's interesting because we're talking about all pass rushers. Um, and it, Bosa and, and Jones could go down literally either one at any minute. It's especially wild that all offseason – these have been the two that have felt the least contentious. Like the, the front offices have all along been like, no, these deals are going to get done. No problem. And they continue to say that less than two weeks from the start of the season. Uh, I, I, I guess we take them at their word for it. You know, Chris Jones is looking for upwards of $30 million a year uh, oh. at the position. And quite honestly, uh, talking to people in Kansas city, they recognize that he probably deserves that. Um, but navigating a, a uh, market-setting deal is, is a complicated thing. But, look, time's up for Bosa. Time's up uh, for Chris Jones. And the Wilkins situation feels a little weird, too, because he's got some time remaining. But he's going to do, you know, what he's going to do as well. Uh, I, but for the organizations, they have to sit back and say, how much value do these players have for our season moving forward? And I could make a case that Chris Jones and, and Nick Bosa um, – have literal literal implications that extend all the way to the Super Bowl. Jeff, uh, Josh Jacobs and the Raiders came to a, a, a contract agreement here recently. What about that contract sets the tone for what Jonathan Taylor and the rest of the running backs might look for in the future? Yeah, I, I, it, I know it's a, a nice little perk for, uh, for Josh because now he's, it's $12 million a year instead of the 10, uh, just, just over 10 million if he had signed the tag, but there's like incentives that he has to hit to get that 12 million as well. So I don't think that this necessarily really helps the running back market very much. If anything, it, it provides this weird solution. We saw from Saquon last month as well, that if you're going to tag a running back, you probably just should sign him to a one year deal for a few million more with Jonathan Taylor. I think if it does anything, it just tells us that the starting point, is $12 million a year if you're going to make a trade for him. And I would argue that Jonathan Taylor is worth more than Saquon or uh, Josh Jacobs. So now you're going to have to give up compensation. Uh, it's significant, it seems like, based on you know, the, what we're hearing out of Colts camp, and you're going to have to pay him. I think that makes it a really tough deal to get done, especially when you're, you, in a year from now you're going to have a saturated running back market. 
But look, the Dolphins seem like they're in play for this, and we'll see in the next 24 hours if someone steps up and, and actually does make the move. He's Jeff Darlington, ESPN NFL reporter. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, and Greeny is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save and bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Uh, we've, you know, kind of was talking there with the Josh Jacobs situation and Jonathan Taylor as he is still looking for a trade. Sounds like it could be, uh, it could be Miami. Chris, what do you think Josh Jacobs' contract will do for Jonathan Taylor and the, and the running backs looking to get paid in the future? Well, the contract, as I understand it, for Josh Jacobs has an $11.8 million base salary number attached to it. Now, there's a couple hundred thousand dollars that's out there in incentives for mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs, but the floor for his contract is much higher than what Saquon Barkley's floor is based on his base salary for his one-year deal with the Giants. So I think it does set the tone for Jonathan Taylor in terms of what he can be looking for if, in fact, somebody is willing to trade um, for him for his services with the Indianapolis Colts. Or, quite frankly, if the Colts don't trade him, if they're going to keep him, what the parameters for a negotiation should be. Now, remember, Josh Jacobs this year can get $11.8 million in base salary Mm-hmm. If he's franchise tagged in 2024 again, that number jumps up 20%. So over the next two years, Josh Jacobs would be in line to make, if he's franchise tagged a second time, $26 million. So that's mm. $13 million over two years. I think that's really where the starting point is for Jonathan Taylor on a long-term deal, whether it's with the Colts or somebody trading for him. So if you're Jonathan Taylor, you feel a lot better today about where you would be starting from from a money standpoint than you did going into the weekend on Friday. So I, I, I do think that there is a significant bump that we can be looking for in the running back market with what happens now with Jonathan Taylor's contract by virtue of how Josh Jacobs was able to get paid. And, and man, we got to shout out Josh Jacobs too because uh-huh. he was one of the guys pounding the table saying running backs got to hold the line and he held out until the eve of the regular season. And he was able to get essentially a $2 million bump in pay. I mean, going from 10.1 to 11.8 ain't nothing. So oh, the yeah, fact that he bad. was able to get that, <laughs> uh, like, I, 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 I appreciate that. Game recognized game. I appreciate Josh Jacobs understanding his value and realizing when he could exert maximum leverage on the team, which is right before the regular season kicks off, when the games start to matter the most. No, no doubt. No, he's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny. And this from Stephen Holder on Twitter 15 minutes ago says, uh, Jonathan Taylor gives, gives us an update. Talks continue and as expected will go down to the wire. Says there's one tidbit. I believe there to be a second team involved beyond the Dolphins, which would certainly change the dynamics. I feel like right now, if it, you know, if you're negotiating against yourself, it's a little harder to get a deal done. When another team comes in, you find out what the value really is. If I'm the Colts, I'm trading them. I'm trading them. It seems like Jim Irsay does not value Jonathan Taylor at all. You know, so much so he kind of antagonized him on Twitter. So at this point, I'm finding the best deal out there if I'm Jim Irsay and I'm trading Jonathan Taylor. Well, what you got to understand is – what the value of the player is in comparison to what the marketplace can hope withstand, right? 
Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not going to pay Jonathan Taylor $13 million a year, and based on what happened with this weekend with Josh Jacobs, that seems to be around the ballpark. If you're not going to pay him $13 million a year, then, then why are you going to try to keep him? I, right. I don't understand why yeah. you want to hold him hostage. If you're not going to pay right. him the money, then go ahead and trade him, flip him, get some assets. You're going to get a premium pick for Jonathan Taylor. It might not be a first, but it might uh, add up to the equivalent of a first with a second-round plus, second-round pick plus. So it just seems like it makes the most sense if you're not going to pay him his money. Don't try to force him to play out the string on his rookie deal. This is the final year of his contract. He's going to make around $4 million. Don't, $4 million bucks. Don't try to force him to play. Go ahead and trade him because here's the thing. Jonathan Taylor is on PUP right now. The Colts have to make a decision on whether or not they want to take him off PUP by tomorrow. If they don't take him off of PUP by tomorrow and he remains on that team, he's ineligible for the first four games of the regular season. So, again, he's still going to get his money. He's still getting paid during that time. So, if you're the Colts, do you really want to pay a guy and not know when he's going to come back and be able to play for you, if at all, this upcoming season? Or do you want to go ahead and trade him, get rid of the headache, and get something in return that can help your quarterback maybe this season at the trade deadline or certainly going into the 2024 year? So I just think it makes more sense for the Colts to view Jonathan Taylor as an asset rather than trying to create this adversarial position and force a guy to play for you when he's unhappy. And the one person I feel bad for in all this is Anthony Richardson. You know, he's a, a young man that after seeing him play in the preseason, I'm looking like he actually has something. He has some skill. He has something that could develop and probably be a good quarterback. But how good would he be with Jonathan Taylor lined up next to him in a shotgun or behind him uh, as he's under center? I think this is a big mistake because you got to support young quarterbacks and they're, they're probably going to lose a heck of a player if he is traded. Well, yeah, but here's the other thing. There's no guarantee that Jonathan Taylor is going to play for you unless you pay him, right? He's on PUP. He wants to get paid. If you don't pay him, what's the incentive for him coming off of PUP? He's going to get the $4 bucks that he's owed, whether he's on PUP or not. So the only carrot that you can dangle out there as an organization is that you're going to pay the guy. And since Jim Ursay has taken this very public stance that he's not going to pay the running back position, he's not going to pay Jonathan Taylor – what do you think the player and his agent are going to do? We're going to just sit here on PUP, nurse this ankle injury, milk it for all it's worth, and if we don't have to step foot out on the field this year and still get paid, why not do that and try to get into free agency next year? So, again, there is the aspect of wanting to help Anthony Richardson by having Jonathan Taylor on the field, but there's no guarantee that he's going to be on the field for you if you don't pay him, which is why the Colts have to make the decision. Either you're going to pay Jonathan Taylor with the market would command for his services because now he's fully aware with you allowing him over the last week to shop his services to other teams. He knows what other teams would be willing to pay him. Either you're going to pay him something close to that or you're going to trade him. That, those are your only options. But keeping him on the team and not paying him, that, that, that's an untenable situation. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. And coming up next, the entire league is cursing this guy's name. We'll explain why. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space 
to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greenie today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greenie, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. When is being a world champion not being a world champion? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden. Alongside Chris Canty, we are presented by progressive insurance and it's time for a little i'm sorry what 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 so chris i don't know if you've heard this but track star noah Lyles had a little something to say about world championships and he took aim at the nba the thing that hurts me the most is that i have to watch the nba finals and they have world champion on their head. World champion of what? The United States? Don't get me wrong. I love the U.S. at times. But that ain't the world. That is not the world. We are the world. We have almost every country out here fighting, thriving, putting on their flag to show that they are represented. There ain't no flags in the NBA. <laughs> Uh, go I, ahead, Chris. Wow. Yeah, wow. Go ahead. There, there's, yeah. there's a lot there, but you, you ain't got to try to big yourself up by tearing others down when you're right. the fastest man in the world. You're the fastest man in the world. You ran a nine eight three hundred meters a couple of weeks ago. Like, like, like you, you, yeah. you are going to be one of the favorites in the Olympics in Paris in 2024. Like, let, let that be what it is, bro. You, you won the world championship. In 100 meters. And I don't think he's the fastest in the 200 meters, too. Congratulations. But you ain't got a clout chase by trying to attack the NBA. The NBA is a global game. The best players in the world come to play in the NBA. You know why? Because guys getting paid $60 million a year. 
If you are one of the very best basketball players in the world, the league you play in is the NBA. Emmett, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last four MVPs running were born on foreign soils. We haven't had an American-born MVP over the last four years. Think about it. Giannis won two in a row. You had Jokic win one, and Embiid just won this past year. So it is a global game. Yeah, they might not have the different flags, but the best players in the world in basketball come to play in the NBA. Why would you take aim at the NBA and say, well, yeah, they, they just competing against other teams in the U.S. It's not the world. Stop it. Are, are you seeing what's going on in the, in the world basketball championships, the qualifiers for the Olympics? Are you seeing what Team USA is doing? And that ain't even our best 15, bro. That's not even our best <laughs> 15. Not, you got Jalen Brunson and Jaron Jackson and, and, and Austin Reeves out there hooping. Right. That's not KD, LeBron, Giannis, AD, Joel, Jokic. That's not the – So right. I don't understand where Noah Lyles is going with this thing, but it's obvious to me that he wants to make himself feel better about the gold medal that's around his neck for what he did two weeks ago, and he's using the backs of the NBA players and that platform to do it. Yeah, I knew he was on trash when he started off with, you know what hurts me most? Like, come on, bro, this can't hurt you most. You know what well, hurts like, me the this, most? This, what hurt, this is what hurts you the most? Most? <laughs> right. Of all the things going this on. This ain't even your life. sport, bro. Right. The thing that hurts <laughs> me the most. <laughs> Soon as I heard the thing that hurts me, the, I was like, what? Like, hey, you yeah. blessed, dog. If that's what hurts you the most in life, you are a blessed yeah, young man. This guy's got an easy life. Yeah, I can tell you that. This is uh, what hurts me. The oh most. man, but you know, but the you thing know what hurts me the most. Though? You know what's even better though? What's that? The the fact that we got NBA players on Twitter. I guess they call it an X now on X and on Instagram, like yes. quote tweeting and like, "Yo, what are you doing?" Like Kevin Durant, somebody help this brother out. Aaron Gordon, <laughs> I, I'm smoking, buddy, in the 200 meters. <laughs> <laughs> Dr- Draymond Green, when being smart goes wrong, like like everybody's right. looking at it, like you know, we're this is one of those instances where everybody is laughing at you, not laughing with you. Like I, yes. I don't understand why he needed to go out on this limb and take this shot at NBA players when we all know it's the preeminent basketball league in the world. There's only one reason he could be doing this if he's conscious of why he is doing this. It would be to get us to talk about it. You know, I don't know how much. You know, we we opened the show talking about the trade of a third-string quarterback. I don't Fair. know how often we opened the show talking about track and field. So maybe yeah. this was his way of, hey, let me bring some, uh, you know, some consciousness to the to the track world. This ain't the way to do it, baby. Let me tell nah, you. Nah, dog. No. <laughs> nah, no. and, and here's the thing. If it hurts you the most, then why are you watching the game? Well, like, that's the other part. Like, you know, it hurts me the most when I see basketball players win a title and it says world champions. Ain't nobody forcing you to watch basketball, though. And the thing that hurts me the most. If Noah Lyles didn't watch the NBA. Adam Silver and the rest of the NBA owners ain't going to bat an eyelash. They ain't tripping because they got a lot of sets of eyeballs. They got billions of people watching their game globally every single season. They ain't worried about Noah Lyles. So if it hurts you most, bro, then go ahead and change the channel. I just imagine him, like, seeing a T-shirt, you know, like Denver uh, Denver Nuggets, world champions, and a single tear drops out of his eye. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
<laughs> because he just can't handle it because it hurts him the most, you know? The thing that hurts me the most. The thing that hurts you the most. I mean, I would think that hurting you the most would be your personal best being 9.83 and 100 meters and knowing that ain't nowhere close to the world record of 9.58 set by Usain Bolt. I would, I would think that that's what hurts you the most. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.